Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today we're going to talk about Philip Klein, the Las Vegas arsonist. What do you think about that, Randy? I am in favor of light and shit on fire. <laughs> well, <clears throat> burn it all down. Start over. Anyway, we're going to talk about the MGM Grand uh, Fire in Las Vegas. It's quite a tragedy, Brandy. Uh, but before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a true crime, kind of true crime comedy podcast. We, we, make, uh, we make funnies. We sometimes make funnies. And uh, occasionally we use adult language. That, of course, by we, I mean Brandy. And uh, so we're going to talk about this Philip Klein, a guy who peed his, peed his pants, obviously. Obviously. What? A lot of bad oh. shit happens in Las Vegas. Didn't they have a shooting in Las Vegas a couple of years ago? That's why, that's why what, stays in, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's why. Because a lot of bad shit happens. And yes, there was a mass shooting in Vegas a couple of years ago. That's not what we're talking about, though. Yeah. While, while we, we were there, while we were there a few weeks ago, there was a guy that held his family hostage in a hotel. So lots of awful things. God, but why was it the Excalibur? Because I, I wouldn't stay at the Excalibur. Have you ever stayed at the Excalibur? It's like uh, I don't know. It's some like is it's it a one of the castle. is it one of the older ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, it's, it's you know it's not quite. It's like a step up from Circus Circus, but... Wait a minute. Did you have to put a quarter in the bed to get it to vibrate? <laughs> Massage you? One of those? Yeah. You know, I think it's one that... It's one of the hotels where people with families. You know, why would you bring your fucking kids to Las Vegas, first of all? I, I don't know. I wondered but, that the second we know. landed. I mean, I thought, are we? did we take a plane to Disney World? 
What? Why are yeah. there so many kids in this Las Vegas airport? Dude, stay at Circus Circus. It's all fucking kids. Oh, no, thank you. And That's Excalibur is like a step up from that. that. But there are some seedier hotels, which is, I'm guessing, is what you're referring to, Thad. You know, it's not on the strip. They're just kind of... They're kind of out of the way a little bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, all of that. But does that have anything to do with what we're getting ready to do? Well, it all happened in Vegas. Because I'm I'm familiar with Vegas. I've been to Vegas. Have you really been to Vegas, though? Have you been to Vegas that I know? I used to hang out. What? I used to hang out. Did you? I mean, this this is this is a little nasty. We're talking to here. He knows Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A little nasty. I no, the is. underbelly of First Las of Vegas. All, wait a minute. I know him. He did not <laughs> go to some pediatric hotel off the strip. Oh, I hang out with my boys. Where the lights are, so that he can see as he's walking to where. I was there. I was there when T- Tupac was killed. So. Hmm. I got cred. Did you kill Tupac? Huh? Did you kill Tupac? No, no, no. I didn't say that. Well, then I don't give a shit. I didn't say that. I was in a hole when Tupac He just killed. happened huh? to be there. Doesn't matter. I didn't tell anybody. I just happened to be there. That's all I'm saying. I feel like you should be questioned. I mean, now, I mean, it was right after I visited Suge Knight in prison. He passed me a little, oh. passed me a little back, but it was just coincidence, really. Suge Knight. Yeah, and sugar type. <laughs> really are. Suge fears really? Tim. He does. Suge does not talk shit about Tim. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, no. Sugar, uh, yeah, he knows better. He's no, not he, might, he might not just be his accused. So, yeah, so, Little Nasty so, was there, and uh, I saw it all go down. But uh, Wait a minute. So, for everybody that's listening, we have, when we go on to um, go on to record, everybody gives just puts their name in. And so far, what I have here is Mad Fad, Little Nasty. Well, that's Tim. <laughs> I mean, of course. Buster, I don't even know what the fuck is my Buster picture. Booty. Buster Booty. Buster Booty. Buster Booty. Thank he's you. an empty chair right now because he's not talking. Yeah, he is an empty chair. We're staring at his but, chair. But, you know, and I just put in my name because I'm a normal fucking person. <laughs> but whatever. You're let's, just not creative, Brandy. That's the problem. I mean, Brandy, you're part I, of the crew, but but you know, you just you're just kind of plain. You know what I mean? Some I'll, of us are spicy. Uh-huh. Some people are just plain. How about this? Wrong how how yeah, about she be mamacita? Your plainness lets me shine. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Your plainness. I. You talk a lot of smack for somebody who only eats pizza, plain hamburgers, and chicken fingers. We could call you no flavor. I mean. You could be no flavor. Dude, you live your life with no flavor. What are you even talking about? Remember that. Remember oh. <laughs> that show where New York was on it? That woman had called New York. New York. Flavor oh, Flav. That's like, yeah, her, yeah. That was the best show ever, man. Why? She, she that was, woman, oh my that, God. Remember the woman shit her pants on the show? <laughs> He, you know, it was like one dramatic moment where he was going to, Flavor Flav was going to send one of them home. And uh, they were all gathered around. And this uh, this one woman, yeah, she, she soiled herself. <laughs> so I, I swear to God, look it up on YouTube. When, she soiled herself. When, I'm not, not going to when, when I did roller derby, there was always a question, right? It was that thing of like, let's say it's game night. 
There's 4,000 people in the Cincinnati gardens. You know, we're all there and you're on the track. Would you rather shit yourself or throw up on the track? And I <laughs> think throw well, up. exactly. And that yeah, was the, always the answer. Yes. I mean, a hundred percent. I would rather throw up on the track than shit myself. Speaking of throwing up and let me just throw this out there. So we went three weeks ago to Vegas we went to see Kelly Clarkson, which was amazing, right? Yeah, I saw that you were hanging out with. Uh, I with got Kelly. to hang out with her for a brief minute. She she came into the audience and we were where we were sitting. She walked through it, and and I happened to be there. And I turned around, and she put her arm like around me, and and Melissa took a photo, and uh, and in that moment, I was very close to either passing out or throwing up. So I'm glad that I didn't, well, because I wouldn't want to be the person that puked on Kelly Clarkson. That would be a bad memory. Yeah, you or, squeal you know, like a little girl. Not shitting yourself on her either. But you know what? Yeah. You know what, That Had you shit on her or threw up on her, mm-hmm. she'd always re- she'd remember she'd remember This you. is true. Yeah. She'd, she'd be telling bad stories years for, ago. For, forever. But, yes. But, but did you squeal? You know what? I feel like so you did. I actually did the opposite. I, like I completely shut down. So, and I don't really remember the exchange, but Melissa said, once I got my picture, like I turned around, I went back to where our seats were and I sat down and I didn't say anything for like five minutes. I was just like catatonic. <laughs> so I, I do, I think my, I think my body was like, okay, this is too much. We need to, we need to shut everything down for a few minutes and do like a, a forced restart and then we can. Well, and, and now what are you going to do? Like you've reached the pinnacle. I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, life's over. It's all downhill from here. I mean, when you yeah. right when when you when that is when that's it. There you it know, is. There you go. Yep. And, and uh, what I'm doing is I got a physical picture of me uh, with Kelly singing. I will put it on the Dweeb's group for anyone who gives did. a shit. Um, you, so should you can see it, it. You should get it on a shower curtain. Put it on what now? A shower. Curtain. Uh, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah. See, look at you yeah, with the you ideas. Should. I love or it. Pajamas. Pajamas. Yep. Uh, now I know how Brandy. Now I know how people feel when they get to take a picture with me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've always said that. Are you going to introduce people? Yes. Well, I'm not people. I'm going to introduce you guys. I'm not going to interest just random people. That would be a dumb show. <laughs> no. We are yeah. talking, of course, with our producer Matt. Matt, Thad, the producer. How are you, they Thad? Hey, I am. I'm I'm loving life. Um, I turned 45 the couple days ago. I'm on the other side of it right now, and uh, things are going uh, well. This death death is on the other side of 45. D- yeah, I hear that. Happy but birthday. also, what I learned was that I am now outside the demographic of anyone giving a shit, because the demographic oh, yeah, is that- is 18 to 44. That's where advertisers kind of live. They live in that 18 to 44 oh, yeah. demo. Once you're 45, they don't care. Like my opinion no. no longer matters. And once you, but, but also you don't have to care about your appearance after 45. This is either. very true. Cause like, uh, clearly you can walk, you know, you, you can walk me. to your mailbox and your boxers. No one, no one really cares. Well, I mean, I live in Claremont County. I can do that anyway. And you know, no one's going to oh, care. Well. That, that's kind of par for the course. I mean, it's Let not me the West side, but yeah. it's, it's pretty close. <laughs> Yeah, I go out. I go out in my boxers. You know, no one cares. You're in Kentucky. Yeah, I'm in Kentucky. And I'm also betting that there are people that care. And they just have <laughs> well, they haven't. They haven't. Are you still it. in your condo? Huh? Are you still in your condo? Yeah. 
Yeah. So believe me when I tell you, they do care. It's not like you're out in the middle of Hooterville <laughs> and you wander outside in your boxers. Like you are in a condo complex. They care. Not after 45, they don't. They just kind of roll their eyes. <clears throat> let yeah. me introduce right. Let me introduce the lady. I don't see Thad, so he... You don't must, see me? Oh, there's his camera. There's your camera. Okay. Busta Booty, <laughs> by the way, is still not here. Chuck is uh, running a little behind to the surprise of no one. But let me Wait. introduce... I think Chuck is lady. on the phone with his lawyers because of copyright infringement of his book. Someone else oh, stole maybe. his name and I, wrote his book, so he's. I saw that. Yeah. Well, it might have been a ghost. Like thirty writer. years ago, isn't that amazing? Like thirty years yeah. ago, I know it's ridiculous. That woman right, on the cover is probably dead by now. Probably. <laughs> the a lady who needs no introduction. She is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? I'm all right, Tim. This week's been a bit of a shit show, but I am eternally hopeful that it will work itself out. So it's, we're good. How's young Noah? Everybody in my... Young Noah's wonderful. He started middle school, so he is in seventh grade now. And he is... He likes it. Oh, good. And yeah, so he's he's good, but he's in the seventh grade, which is I know. Oh, that means which is hard to high school him. will be soon. Two years he'll be in high school. I know. Ah oh, man. It's growing up but, crazy fast. But he's good and uh Jake is hanging in there and good. we're all just trying to plug along. And middle school is that time where hormones start to kind of get crazy. You know, things uh, start that's to happen. When you get the, yeah, you, you get the Sears catalog out. When you're yeah. Seventh grade. Oh my god! I mean, all right. Yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been it's been a wonderful thing. Uh, the hormones are always a good time. Yeah, and I remember it from my last son. And I have stocked up on Midol and <laughs> anything else. Yeah, yeah. Buy a lot of extra to, socks uh, during that age. Does, does Noah have <laughs> does Noah have very long hair? No, that is his friend Kai. Okay. Oh, okay. So Kai has they're playing video games. I mean, I'm jealous of that that hair. Like seriously, like that's I know, right? Wow. I know. He's got the best. Preserve hair that world. at all costs, right? He just washes uh, it with like berries and like nuts. Like there, that's all that goes in that, right? Probably. You know? Probably, you know, angel tears, whatever. <laughs> what no, ke- you know, no chemical should ever touch that mane. No. Oh, then sure nope. they don't. Nope, nope. And unless he's here, and then just we, we just have garbage here. Right there. <laughs> Can you pass me the white rain, please? Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like coke. I like coconut uh, shampoo. <clears throat> you know, it makes my hair f- smell like coconuts. That's an amazing story. Oh, I, I don't understand it, but okay. Uh, but no, everybody's just kind of plugging along, doing our thing. Well, are you ready for DweebCon, which will occur in a couple weeks, a few weeks next month? I'm very excited for DweebCon. I have, I'm actually going on a family vacation the first part of September. 
So I will be nice and tan and relaxed when I get to DweebCon. It'll be amazing. You're going to North Carolina? Going to the Outer Banks. The whole fam damn life. Wow. That should be fun. Except for Casey. So we leave the Sunday of DweebCon for Disney World. So I've got... Oh, nice. oh my God. This, this never I'm telling you, so you. I've got DweebCon Friday and Saturday, and then my wife and the in-laws... She went on a cruise. Damn, man. How much money are you making? I'm, I'm telling you. You know what? Being a kept man is not Dollar. too bad. It's, you know, I kind of enjoy it, you know? We're going to... In October, we're going to uh, Jackson Hole. Whoa. Hang on. Why? Go to... Go to... Um, Yellowstone and you know I keep forgetting that she's not from around here like she needs she would probably want to see some of that shit yeah I forget well I want to see it too I've never I've never been out to to Wyoming my parents have been there well you know they spent that big long vacation went out there and they had a ball and some back all kinds of pictures and it's beautiful yeah especially really beautiful be ready to hike I know you're a big hiker I am so I am surprisingly uh-huh. enough. I do. I do like to hike. You like to hike. I'm not. It's okay. not unusual for me to get 3,500 steps in a day. Ooh, whoa! Hold on. Ooh. Damn. Breaking you know news. I love it. Like, I know. So, like, I have a step tracker at work because I'm just always curious because I'm running around all the time. And so, <clears throat> like, on my days off, you can, or on days I work, it's like I'm getting 10,000 steps, 8,000 steps, all these steps. And then you can tell my days off. It's like forty-five steps. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, hundred and eight. Oh, I got it. I, well, I, I went. I, I went to the kitchen once to get me a coke or something. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, had I, did. I had to get out of the bathroom. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, it's yeah. Well, okay. I'm so going to introduce Chuck since he's not even here, but I'm going to introduce do his it. chair. He is known he as a man uh, that people turn to in these troubled times. He is he's known as a plagiarizer right now. He's been called an yeah. oasis in the desert of despair. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as a Southern Gentleman. And uh, we hope that he'll be joining you us me tell you how he is. real soon. But right now know. we're looking at his empty chair. So He's not good, Timmy. <laughs> he's not no. good. Yes. He's got this neighbor, and Bo has been barking at the branches. The tree's coming over, and Rudy jumps on it, and Bo's mad. And so they've had to call people in. And so right now, Timmy, there are people out there cutting those damn trees down, tree limbs down, out of his yard. Yeah. So that his dogs can get some sleep. Well, that is how that goes. Thank you for bringing us up to date. But we do expect the Colonel Buster, or AKA Buster Booty, to be here shortly. Well, do we? Let's get started. <laughs> okay. Arguably, the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas, draws over 40 million visitors every year, and over 6 million of those attend a convention. See, remember when uh, Hamilton County, Hamilton County used to send people out to Vegas for conventions, and then these uh yeah probably thought better of it well you know channel nine you know their undercover team or whatever caught mm-hmm. caught the county engineers gambling what a shock in vegas in vegas in vegas wow. yeah so after that we were never allowed to go to conventions in vegas but anyway 
A lot of people have conventions there. More than 6 million attend conventions there yearly. Clark County. That's the ABN. Clark County, which includes the Vegas Strips, reported gaming revenues of more than $11.4 billion for 2021. That's a lot of money. And some of it is mine, Brandy. Yes, it is. Las Vegas is a city of spectacular architecture and signs with a million lights, as well as obviously, uh, as well as obvious affluence Affluence. and cleverly concealed poverty. Yeah, you get off the strip, it's shit. It immediately goes downhill. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love is. Who goes to Vegas to look at the spectacular architecture? I mean, I get it. It's cool. But nobody's going like, I really want to see how. Yeah, I get you. I want to go to Florence. I want to go to Venice. I want to go to Barcelona. Oh, yeah, I want to go to Vegas. You can do all these things in Vegas. New York, New York. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Okay. It it brings those things to you, though. You don't have to go to them. It brings it to you all in one place. It's like Epcot. It brings it it brings it all to you. It brings it all. Superlatives, both positive and negative, <laughs> flourish in Sin City. Oh, I liked that Sin City there. It's nice there's that. Yeah, he made that up. Made it up. The Bellagio Hotel. Did I get that right? It's you Bellagio, did. Right? Bellagio. Yes. One of the biggest hotels in the nation with more than 5,000 rooms, along with the largest glass pyramid in the world, are just two examples of the extravagance that is Las Vegas. The famous strip, which runs along Las Vegas Boulevard and its neighboring streets close to downtown, is known as City Without Clocks. The multi-billion... That's true. They don't have clocks in, in any of the casinos, any of the casinos do they? they don't. No. They have clocks. And they're going to keep it dark, so you don't know if it's daylight or dark when you go outside. Well, you do when you go outside. Yeah. The multi-billion dollar industry serves those who dream of hitting it big and indulging in almost any way you wish. You got a lot of hookers in Vegas, but I guess it's illegal in Clark County, isn't it? In Clark County, prostitution is illegal, but I feel like they turned their head go to, the desert. to it, right? Do what? Well, it- if you go to the desert to do the deed, then you're outside this Clark County. So it's fine. Yeah, isn't that where the not the chicken, the rabbit ranch, or whatever they call it? The bunny, ranch. ranch. the bunny ranch. The bunny ranch. Bunny ranch. Yeah. Rabbit ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but nothing is all puppy dogs and rainbows. So, I'm sorry to break that to you, Brandy, because I know what an optimist <laughs> you are. I am so am. Uh, Las Vegas has had its share of tragedies. Two of the biggest and most costly fires in the city's history happened just 81 days apart in the early 1980s. And those 80s were a MG- wild time. They were a wild time. I mean, you had That's MTV. They had it. And well, you had, New uh, Coke. you had Men Without Hats. New yeah. Coke. Gross. Men Without Hats. Men, you had Men Without Hats. That's right. It was they just it was wild. a wild time. It really was. Oh my God. I love the Aquanet hairspray. Do you like? Did you like the safety dance, Brandy? Do you? Part? Are you partial to that? Uh, I like. Yeah, I like this song. It's all right. Okay. New wave is where it's, it's at. Right. Always. I. 
I walk a seagull. When I when I was uh, eighteen, um, I r- operated lights and sound for a new wave band, hmm. and we we had to wear these real thin ties. Uh, I guess they were that was fashionable at like the time. Bevo, you was, know. Yeah. yeah, I got pictures of me somewhere with it. yellow shirt. Please find those. A, a, a gold shirt, a gold shirt with a yellow tie. Oh, do you have a mullet still in those pictures? I know. No, I didn't. I've never had a mullet. I had like punk hair, but I've never had a mullet. Whatever it is, it was a mullet. Whatever you want to call it, it was a mullet. No, no, no. I've never had a mullet. Have you had it? No, no, no. Never had a mullet. I no. Okay, keep telling yourself. Okay. All right. A, a mullet is anyway. you know business up front and carnival cruise in the back. Like that's that's the mullet. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, I never had a mullet. I, okay. I had All right. punk hair. I did. He had, pu- he had pu- <laughs> punk, punk hair. hair. I kind of look like uh, Rod Stewart. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I did. I kind of look like Rod Stewart. I don't think that is the person that I would have compared you to well, in the pictures that I've seen. It, a lot of people compare me but to Rod Stewart. It, and But now, I'm a little nasty. Well, those people who compare you to Rod Stewart, you should definitely continue to be friends with them because clearly, well, I mean, they're there just to pump you. I didn't say I sang like Rod Stewart. I just said I looked like Rod Stewart. But okay, don't believe me. I got the tail to prove it. All right, where was I, Dad? I'm totally lost. Nothing is all puppy dogs and rainbows. There sure isn't. Las Vegas has had its share of tragedies, as I mentioned. There's two big fires, 81 days apart in the early 1980s. The MGM Grand, then, was the Hilton. Officially, two different causes for what set the buildings on fire, but some of those involved in the investigation, it isn't that simple. Get that, Brandy? There's some question I there. I, I wouldn't, of course there is. I, need to, I try to sound like that guy on Dateline. Stone Phillips? Yeah. Oh, he doesn't do that anymore. Stone Phillips? He was the OG. No, you talking about... I remember Stone well, Phillips. Uh, well, first of all... He's talking about Keith. Uh, that's a stage name. Stone. Who who names their kid Stone? This is Stone Phillips. Well, obviously Mrs. Phillips did. I think that's bullshit. I think his Mrs. name was Phillips. Larry. You know what? Larry let, Phillips. Let's ask the Google machine. And... Uh, uh, it fucking lies. Stone Stockton Phillips. Stone Stockton. He was born Bullshit. in. Oh, yes. it, it gets better. Was born in Texas City, Texas. There you go. Wow. Texas City, yeah. Texas. Yay. Gotta love it. Stone Phillips. Some fucking Yahoo. He was Stone born in 1954. Phillips. Wow. He. You know, Stone Phillips is doing better than all of us, so let's give him a Oh, fuck. fuck let's not rag on Stone. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the Hollywood film studio, Metro Golden Meyer, who uh, I, I don't want to brag, but I knew Mr. <sighs> Mayor back in the day. He, he, <clears throat> uh, he was a fan of Little Nasty. He was a fan of Little Nasty. He was going to put me on the uh, Little Rascals. Hmm. I was gonna. I was a little nasty and, and the little rascals, but but that never panned out. Well, you know, it was that fucking alfalfa, that motherfucker. Yeah. He. he oh, he. He stole he all you of up it. The back, man. Eh, bastard. He got shot, and, and and I'm glad. Did you shoot him? 
No, but he got shot over fifty dollars. He tried over to steal some 50. dogs. Huh? Wasn't he the one that got shot over some dogs? No, I think he got shot over fifty bucks. But you might be right. I don't know. I think I shot someone over even fifty. He owed someone fifty bucks or something, and they got that. But anyway, fuck, fuck Alfalfa. He cost little oh. nasty a spot on on the little rascal. Yeah, it's it's Alfalfa's fault, sure. Well, really, to be honest, who know you know who took Stymies really wanted to fuck me up because they had a quota of how many African Americans they could have. Here, what we're gonna do. I'm going to stop you there, and we're just going to go ahead and start reading the script because you've lost your damn mind. <laughs> well, you you know, they would have been on a lot longer. I don't if understand. Little nasty, little nasty would have been on the on the. Uh, yes, it would still be running if uh, Little Nasty well, had been on. Yeah, there. Little right. Nasty would have been It'd part still of be our on game. TV. Been a lot yes, better. Yes, I know. Fuck that Darla, know, too. Sweetie. She's a tease. Okay. I'm sorry that Darla... Has given you some kind of dysfunction. She's one of my hoes, though. I have no doubt that Darla was your hoe. I, you know, whatever. All right. Originally opened in 1974, December 4th, one day before the Colonel's birthday. By the way, who has yet to join us here? We're in 30 minutes into the podcast. And he told us, By the go way, ahead and start. I'll open. be there in 10 minutes. This is the one. This is the episode you should record, Thad, because you can see his empty fucking chair there. Nineteen seventy-three. Yeah, nineteen seventy-three. The MGM Grand in Las Vegas was twenty-six stories and had twenty-one hundred guest rooms. The hotel was rebranded under the name Bollies, and is now known as the Horseshoe Casino, as it op- operating today. Bollies, I think I'm going to the gym, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I wouldn't stay there. And it, it was the, that... the, the same ordeal. Um, in fact, they also owned arcades. There was a Bally's arcade in the mall close to my yeah. home when I was when I was a kid. So all run by the same, uh, we'll say, organized outfit. And we'll, we'll leave it at that. I see. On Friday, November 21st, 1980, the deadliest fire in Las Vegas history tore through the MGM Grand Casino floor and stretched as far as a football field. So, Brandy, that's 100 yards. Just, just keep you, you know, just so that you can follow this here. Most- Listen, for the guy that doesn't know 73 from 74, you need to calm your tits. The most firefighters investigators will tell you that the fire began inside the wall of a pastry cooler in the downstairs Ooh. restaurant. Yeah, see, pastries. People don't need pastries. Give me a fucking donut. They don't need pastries. Yeah, we said donuts would kill you. In this case, well, donuts killed. I pastry donuts or pastries. I know you. That's hard. But yeah. <laughs> Other, others believe the fire was set by a serial arsonist, Brandy. What's your thoughts on that? Well, as long as he leaves Captain Crunch alone, I'm all right. <laughs> most, most firefighters, I already said that. The suffocating, suffocating smoke, the suffocating smoke raced through the hotel and the casino. Part of the problem was that no sprinklers existed in the areas that had 24-hour supervision. This means there was no sprinklers in the casino. Yeah, so, so what, what that means is kind of just... If if there were not people there twenty four seven, which the casino would have been the only place that had security guards and staff there twenty four seven, 
they figured, I guess, they could report that there was a problem. So eh, why do you need sprinklers? Why do you need fire suppression paraphernalia? Seems such a waste. Well, it's, it's all the devil's it tools. <laughs> Former Clark County Fire Department Chief Fire Investigator. Jesus Christ, that's a title. Former Clark County Fire Department Chief Fire Investigator, Mike Patterson. I, the, I think that name's CCF, made up. CCF, he, he had really F. big business cards. CCF, DCFI. Yep, anyway, his name was Mike Patterson, which I think is a fake, na- fake name. It's an alias. Sounds like a fake name for sure. Said that the pastry cooler th- theory, said of the pastry cooler theory, and this is quotes here, Brandy, getting hot all the time from the compressor, and this was over a period of years, and it finally broke and shorted out. End quote. Okay. What do you think? What do you think about that theory, Brandy? I, I, it's possible. I mean, eighty-five people died. It's not out there. Eighty-five people died, most from smoke inhalation and carbon <sighs> monoxide poisoning. Nah, fuck off, that. He doesn't get that. He don't okay. get that him <laughs> for showing up. That's like you get excited for people to show up to do their job. Like, woohoo! Fuck off, he's supposed to be Look, I have been... Uh, Buster Booty is in Buster the house. Buster Booty coming nope. in. But here's the thing. I already went through what he would say. None of you cares. we got to keep it moving. Keep moving. I just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry for... Oh, I was God, on my... It. I was on the phone with my agent. Um, now, you know that doing a reboot of the series no. Justified. Um, hmm. They keep that out of they your mouth. They want to do a. They're, they're thinking about doing a short series, a six episode series on my life. Uh, they're going to call it Objectified, Devil. Because that's pretty much what I've been through my whole life. Women just objectify me. They they think I'm just a pretty face and, a, you know. You're just a piece and of we meat. And right, we, can, we can vouch for you, Colonel. You're not, you're not a pretty face. We can vouch for you. <laughs> and so. I had to negotiate that deal out and make sure the tree didn't fall on my house. So, well, we're glad you're here, Colonel. Better late than never, I say. That's what I say. And uh, you joined us just in time, Colonel, because it's uh, talk like a Kennedy day. It's not uh, 85 uh, people uh, died mostly due uh, to smoke inhalation and carbon monoxide. Why? Why is that? Yes. Yes. 600 additional people were injured. Six. I want to hear about Becky Grismanacacus. Yeah, what kind of fucking name is Becky Grismanacacus? Nope, that's not her name. It's Gris. Gris. Manacacus. Manacacus. Grismanacacus. All right. I bet she's she's, uh, Greek. It's a good, or she married somebody Greek. I mean, I think that's pretty good. She probably gets those pretty good guess. Eats those gyros, probably. If one was yes, so inclined, probably. Timmy, I, I have a question for you. Eat if a one was so inclined, <laughs> where might one find a copy of this script we're doing? <laughs> oh, you know what? Just, Don't bother. Just look pretty. Don't Carl. bother. Just look pretty. Okay. Just sit there and look pretty. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so anyway, this well, Becky, Timmy, I, I this, had to. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, but I had to. After, because of the way they're cutting the trees and everything, We're on a time I table. had to go park my car. Oh, yeah. You did, did you? Yeah. Yes. 
You need to park your car. I had to go park yeah. my car. <laughs> what are we? Why are we doing this? Is there a Kennedy and in here I, that I am not aware? I had my son. Remember we? And remember when we used to have when we used to did talk like a Kennedy? Mm-hmm. Day those was the good old days, Timmy. <laughs> they really were. I really enjoyed talk like a Kennedy day. Colonel, right, so Colonel Dad, can you talk Kennedy. like a Kennedy? Colonel, you should have a copy of the script in your email box, sir. Of I, he I, I can't. I, I actually I do a really good impression of John F. Kennedy. You want to hear it? All right, go ahead. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. there's that. That's bad. Too soon. My, here's mine. Uh, too soon. Kennedy. Ow, God damn it, oh, that hook. <laughs> <laughs> I hate could you somebody, so much. Could somebody just... pick up my brain off the top of the <laughs> sidewalk, please? Put, put the, bitch, put the, Jackie was getting it. Put that in the bitch, me get my oh, brains off your Jackie, dress. Jackie, grab my brain, please. <laughs> Don't worry. Every one of you. Fat, I thought you were better, but you're clearly not. <laughs> Brandy, oh, let me say this: apples grow from apple trees. That's that's how it is. You know, you know. <laughs> all right, I'm not gonna say it. But you know, how does one tree have? So you know, many she said. Apples? You know, she said. This is a seven thousand dollar dress. You might. <laughs> Why are we talking about the Kennedys? There's no. There's Mary a Kennedy in this story. There's always a Kennedy behind the scenes somewhere. You are like a fucking coked up squirrel, Tim. <laughs> You're just all over the goddamn place. <coughs> Let me talk about Besky, Be- <laughs> Becky, Who? Becky Grimma Muscasa. Nope. She was That's a, not it. She's a criminal investigator with the district attorney's office in Vegas and said that eight people lost their lives because a set of donors to doors, the room. doors, they're doors. Oh, doors that are like donors, but not at all. What page are we on? Two. <laughs> 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 page seven. Eight, eight people uh, lost. Their, Top of page lost their two, lives Because a set of the doors to the Ziegfeld room, one of the showrooms in the hotel, had <coughs> doors which were chained shut on the wrong side. Well, that makes it difficult to get outside. Ain't that a doesn't. bitch? Can you imagine dying because someone fucked that up? Someone chained the wrong side of the door. Yes, I actually can. Well, I, I can I'm not really sure if you're putting chains on the door, Thad, if you could put them on the wrong side. This of is the true, door. I guess. Right. Because even if even well, yeah. if she could get to them, it's not like she could pick the lock before her ass caught on fire. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. So uh, anyway, if but if they had not chained the door, this this Becky lady was saying eight people would have been. They, eight people would have been saved had they not had locked, you know, had they not been locked, locked in. door yeah. on their fucking oh, room. That's Becky the pe- Greek. Yeah, and Becky Greek. Becky Greek and I. Becky she was, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, Jimmy the Greek's. Um, one of it's his really princesses. not. Now the people inside yeah. fought to get out, but would ultimately perish due the due to the excess smoke, or at least we hope that is what killed them. As opposed to Becky's husband. Yeah. Now, this bitch got a husband named Stanley. <laughs> this Becky Grimock. Griswold. Griswold. Becky Griswold. Yeah, bitch got, no. bitch got a husband named Stanley, mm-hmm. who is a former Clark County firefighter. I mean, I, it, it, that's that's some fucking shit there. You, you, if you, if you're, 
What the fuck? If you're related to someone, you know, one of these fucking Greeks. Yeah, they're all related to me. They're all related. I mean, they come, that's, what the fuck they is come from a tiny little can? island. They're all related. I mean, I'm telling you, I go to a couple Greek restaurants around here. I ask him, hey, do you know John Basilio? Yeah, that's my cousin. Hey, do you know John? That's what that's I'm saying. That, that, that's some fucking bullshit mm-hmm. that all these people work for the county are related. Oh, that's nepotism. That's nepotism. <laughs> it's goddamn, you're goddamn right. It's a height of nepotism, Timmy. The fucking height. Oh you know she had to sleep it, with Stanley to get that job, Timmy. <laughs> she probably did. Stanley's her husband. She probably, you know, so probably. It is, you know, it is he, her job. You know, he's yeah. you know he's tall, tall and thin. Thin. Mm. His name is Stanley. Every Stanley ever yes, born, flat Stanley was tall. And he's thin. flat. Yeah, he's flat. People send him in envelopes overseas. Yes, all the things. Flat Stanley. Okay. Can we? Move you on? know, your name's Stanley. Your name's Stanley in high school. You're never getting laid. I'm just telling you, you're just not. You're just not getting laid. You might as well just, you know. You're probably you, not, no. You buy a lot of porn because it's going to be a lonely four years in high school if your name is Stanley. I don't know how I knew I, grew, I, 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 I knew a guy. I knew a guy named uh, Steve Stanley. His last name was Stanley. But everyone called him Yank. Yank. <laughs> and no one knew what. No one knew why. Yeah, it's a mystery. But we called him Yank. She gets Scooby on it. <laughs> called him Yank. No one knew why. And we used to, when he come, we played baseball. And when he come on, he was a pitcher. And when he come in to pitch, we would we would all start shouting, "Yank me, yank me, turn me over and spank me." <laughs> <laughs> if I have had a dollar for every time oh, I've heard that, God. <laughs> I have never heard yeah. that story. Let me just say that's fabulous. That is a fantastic story. Has it been noted to me that I have been alone in my house with two dogs and a cat for two weeks? <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Isn't I it? had Cheetos for breakfast. Yeah, this morning, yeah you Timmy. did. Fuck yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you did. You know what? I rounded up. Round it out and have some ice cream. For you lunch. know what? I've been home since last Saturday. Since, uh, you know, I came home. Leanne is still in England. I haven't made the bed once. Not fucking one time. I haven't made the bed once either. You know what? And I have, you know what else I haven't done? She's made me water the goddamn flowers in the whole yard. And this, this place is like a goddamn nursery around my yard. And you know what I don't do, Timmy? You know what, what? I don't do? Like I don't roll. I don't roll that goddamn hose back up when I'm done. Oh. <laughs> God, no, I don't. Why would I roll the fucking hose up just to get back, get it, run, roll it, and water the plants now, the hold next on. Day? Let me ask this, and this is it's, an important question. He's got a point, Brandy. Well, let me ask this, though. And the hour or two before she comes back, will you be making the bed and rolling the hose before she comes through the door? Goddamn right, I will be. Okay, yeah. you will. Well, actually, I won't be because Logan will be here. Roll. I told him there Tuesday you night. You get your ass over to this house. We got to do a Blitzkrieger cleaning. <laughs> I apparently my dogs and my cats they shed a great deal, and it looks like goddamn tumbleweeds just rolling across my mm-hmm. hardwood floors in the in the house. I never noticed Should, that shit before. Yeah. Sure, Mrs. Colonel, never noticed the difference, Colonel, time you're done. 
Oh, no, she won't. Well, she you won't. know, I, I figured yeah, out won't. a secret with women, Timmy. Is mm-hmm. all you have closely, to do, folks. You go in. This is for men. Men, this is a thing you need to know. You go into the bathroom, okay? You get yourself some disinfectant wipes with the bleach on them, right? You just wipe down the surfaces, and then you pour a bunch of bleach in the sink and in the toilet. Let it sit for a long time so the whole goddamn house smells like bleach. Now, women are conditioned to when they, because the olfactory senses are powerful things. So when they smell that bleach, their brain automatically goes to clean. So yeah. everything they look well, around, that's they pine see clean. Saw, you dumb fuck. Huh? That's, that's it's true. Pine, it's pine saw, you dumb fuck. Yeah, condition. It's bleach. They're conditioned like. Yeah, it, yeah, it works like a okay, goddamn chunk. Keep telling this. Listen, listen. I want to hear about these fuckers in this fire. I could give a fuck. A flying fuck, actually. Whether you scrub everything and bleach and then burn the shit. I'm just trying to help the man out there. You seem a little cranky this morning, devil. She does. I have to go to work. So that makes me cranky. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you in the middle, cocaine (laughs) squirrel, you need to just settle the fuck down. You're making yourself cry. (laughs) And there's just no reason for it. I'm just saying, if I... I'm just saying, I peed with the seat down, and I didn't care. God damn right. And you know what? Got some on it. Didn't wipe it off. Yeah. Didn't wipe it off. <laughs> I'm still have, there. I may still have there one six time, days later. I may have one time peed in the sink, Timmy. <laughs> Why were you waiting in line at the bar? you know there's a whole red subreddit group, I found this out, of men who prefer to pee compulsively pee in the sink in a bathroom. Now, here's something I got to ask you. Well, I mean, you don't have to hang as far, you know. Right, you can just my, you can just rest it on there, you know? Let, <laughs> right. it, let it dribble. Now, I go in I'm 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 going in now like a normal human being. I'm going to use the urinal yeah. at work, right, Timmy? Right. And right. I open up the door, but the stall door is open, right? <laughs> And I see in the stall a folding chair. <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? Do you investigate? I have been investigated. I've been sneaking into the bathroom. I go back there about every half hour, come in very gently. One day I came in, Timmy, and I saw a pair of feet and, uh, you know, a pair of shoes under the stall. It was cold. Uh-huh. But they was facing the wrong way. And I know that some bitch was sitting in that chair. But I don't know what he was doing. Probably crying. So. I mean, were there two people in there? Just one. Just one. I don't know who it was yet. But you know what? Next time I'm just going to kick that stall door open and say, what the fuck are you doing in here? You should do that. Uh, You know what? Get film it so you can put it on TikTok because we all want to know. Everybody wants to know. Yeah, really. we need, we need yeah. some TikTok material. We need some YouTube material. Ready I don't, to get on it. I don't want to know. I think we've lost Brandy. Brand- uh, she's she's in the kitchen. I Brandy's think. making. But anyway, us, Brandy's making herself some. You know, in Venezuela, Timmy, they call frosted flakes zitas, which means little sugary things. I think Brandy yeah. is making herself a bowl of little sugary things. Oh no, she's. Got, I never knew that. Apparently, she's just getting that. a daiquiri in a can. Is what she's got. She got a straw there. So, 
Well, anyway, Becky's husband, you know, Becky Grissom. You blame me for drinking. Her husband, Stanley Grissom Macacus, is a a former Clark County firefighter. World name's top of page two. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, I cannot. Hard stop. He worked to clear the 17th and 23rd floor. Oh, okay, so Stanley's a good guy. He he worked to help Mm -hmm. people get out of there. Why would you think he wouldn't be a good guy? Well, he's Stanley, you know. Based on his name? Because he's got his wife the job. She didn't take so well, you don't know that he didn't, she didn't get the, you know, she didn't oh, have she her didn't take no civil service test. No, goddamn it. Yeah, her civil service test was taken on her knees. That wasn't no pencil. Yeah, exactly. You want this job, get over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was some Stanley. hair pulling. Yeah. He remembers the heat was ve- everywhere, he said. Bully! And the smoke <laughs> smoke. Well, you was- said <laughs> you know Stanley Stanley know. is like having a name like Theodore, and it made me just, I'm sorry. Colonel, sing a little bit of Viga, Viva Las Vegas. Viva! Oh my Las God. Vegas. <laughs> Viva! Las Vegas. <laughs> Viva! Viva! Las Vegas. Nice, Colonel. Nice. Nice, Very nice, good. nice. All right. So he remembers that the heat was everywhere and the smoke was so thick he could barely see his hands in front of his face. You know, it's kind of like my basement there, right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, Colonel, you're you know you got eight hundred people, two thousand people. How many people trying to trying to save their lives? Their lives are in dangerous fire, and this guy's looking at his fucking hand. <laughs> right. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Come on. Well, you know why I was looking at fucking his hand. Stanley. His name's Stanley. He didn't want to get that hand burned. His sex life's <laughs> going to go away forever. <laughs> that's that's true. You gotta admit that that's true, Brandon. Hold on, I'm gonna try an experiment here, Timmy. <laughs> I meant nothing as Chuck sits in his hookah lounge. <laughs> oh, holy shit! I know what Stanley felt like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. While looking for guests, after looking at his hand to evacuate, he came across bodies in the hotel rooms and in the hallways as well, as well as the elevator where guests were desperately oh trying to escape. He made. He had to move bodies out of the way in order to in order to get others to the roof, so uh, they could be airlifted to safety. Can I get a little clarification on that? Now they're yeah. desperately trying to escape. Have you seen people calmly try to escape a fire? No, usually they panic. It's it's usually desperate. It's like it's like being viciously murdered. You know. <laughs> well, what you know. When he go in the elevator and he sees him, does he just say, "Oh, excuse me"? Yeah, you know. You, you uh, I'll, get, I'll I'll get the next one. <laughs> what? No, what does but he you say know, but you know how they are though. Oh, they're like, my God. please calmly go to the exit. You know, walk slowly. So they're yeah, fuck that. Those are instructions, right? I mean, I don't yeah. know if they're followed, but they always uh, say. You know, to me, you know, I'd be I'd be run, walking over bodies. I don't goddamn care. right, uh, and. <laughs> You know, they always say adversity shows the true character of a man. No, a house on fire will show the true ab- true character of a man. Running over the top of your kid, get the fuck out of my way, Taylor. That shows the true character. So it's like a you know, it's like a this who would never have happened. Here. You know, this would never have happened if this. Do I need to be here? If for yeah, Brandy, we want your input. If no, you don't. If this fire had taken place instead of the MGM, if it had taken place at Circus Circus because the clown right. put the fire out with right. his big shoe. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
No, the flower on his lapel. (laughs) Don't be stupid. All right. Anyway. All right. So he's trying to say Stanley, the hero here. Got his job through nepotism. He, you know, he not, you know, he's not saving anybody because he's not a real fireman. He just got his job because he slept with this Becky chick. Anyway, hold on. Who got the job? I thought Becky got the job because she slept with Stanley. Well, I don't know. I I feel like that could be an episode all on its own, right? Like we should examine that. And don't, and Devil, don't don't get too worked up because we're going to get to your part soon. And when we get there, it'll only take two and a half minutes as you do the devil Herman speed reading course. <laughs> People you know that woman, do you know do that, that woman who taught, you remember that I book? I do not do that. Do you know that book, uh, that woman wrote that book about speed reading? You remember back, yeah. back in the yeah. day, Chuck? Yeah. She was my uh, brother's high school English teacher. Really? Yeah. She talked, oh my God, she talked that's real fast. Amazing she, she talked real fast too. No, oh well, she was really famous. Is that your brush? Yeah, can you look that up? Pain? The woman who wrote the book on speed reading. That's your brush. Danny, Danny, I need yeah. you to find me the speed reading chick. All right, anyway, let me go Jeez. on with the story. You know, they tried uh, to teach at the Helen Keller and she got blisters all over her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That well, She got blisters too, uh, Colonel, when she reads porn. Yeah. Would that be you know would I mean? that be Ms. Um, Evelyn Nielsen Wood? Yeah. It's Evelyn Wood. Evelyn Wood. Evelyn, Evelyn Wood. Wood. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Evelyn Wood. She was my brother's high school English teacher. Hmm. Mike, ask him. Okay. Your dad. Just ask him. All right. All right. So the determination uh, of the fire was blamed on as an electric accident. Now hold, hold, hold on. Come... Let me let me ask let me ask this real quick. Was right. was she his English teacher like our uncle wrote Hard Candy Christmas, or was she really his English teacher? No. She really was okay. his okay. English teacher. Our, our uncle claims to wrote Hard Candy Christmas, but he's he's not really all there. Okay, or he wasn't all there. He's dead now, but so we'll he never wasn't really know. Was well, we do. He didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, another another little fascinating fact about me, Brandy. That's why all yeah. the love, all the ladies like little, little, little nasty. nasty. Yeah, little nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Buster Booty, Buster Booty, and little nasty. Yeah, Colonel, I was oh telling God. him how they wanted. <laughs> I was telling him how how Roach had recruited me mm. to be on the Little Rascals, but uh, um, stymie, stymie. stymie. They hired Stymie instead, and they didn't hire Little Nasty. Well, you know why, Timmy. You why? know why. Here's the thing. No. Well, what's no. His... no, we don't. No, because. We're letting it go. Little. Uh... <laughs> what, because Stymie had bigger ha- better hair? No, no, it didn't have nothing to do with that. It That's had all to do one. with uh, what he was willing to do to get that job. Oh, I see. I see. I mean, sometimes. Like, be better than well, him? Like Stanley Grisman is just. What he did. Yeah. I was a, I was before my time. Little nasty was before his time. Mm. Oh my god! I don't. Oh. But I, I do know Suge Knight. No, no, no you don't. Do. We're tight. Let's just talk about this fire. Okay. Well, the determination of fire was blamed on an electric accident. It did not come without controversy. However, just eighty-one days 
Later, on February 10, 1981, a fire at the Las Vegas Hilton killed eight people and caused millions of dollars in damage. Former fire investigator, this is a different one. This one's not Lane, this is not a Greek guy. Lauren Lumpre. Nope. Lauren Lumpre. Lauren. Not Laura. There's not even an A in there. In either name, there's not an A. Lauren Lauren Lumpre. Not Lauren. Lauren. Stated in an interview. Stated in an interview after the fire that the MGM fire, tragic as it was, was unfortunately just an electrical fire. No, not arson, but an electrical issue within the wall. Now, however, when the Las Vegas Hilton caught on fire, <clears throat> Lampre allegedly gave a different story about the incident just a few months after the MGM burnt down. So we got some different stories here, Brandy. Are you suspicious? Hmm. I'm. I, I think someone so did a dastardly deed here. Is what I what I'm feeling. Oh my god. However, okay. So Bob Hilliard, a homicide detective, claims he encountered Lumpre at the Hilton and heard a terrifying story. Lumpre claimed that the same person who set the building on fire also set the MGM on fire. Hillard alleges that Lampre drew a diagram on the back of a Kino slip uh, to show him how the MGM fire was set. I never played Kino myself. Have you, Colonel? Um, no, Kino's a sucker's game, Timmy. Yeah, I, I've never played it. I like I like uh, roulette, Timmy. Me and yeah, James Bond were, not, were roulette players. Dude. Not that much because you're sitting here. He uh, he showed exactly how the suspect had caused the MGM fire, uh, arson fire, Hillard said. When he told me that, he was um, furious within his department and became quite angry <laughs> because they had said they had swept it under the rug. Well, so speaking, now, of, speaking of casinos, Timmy, yeah, the Washington Redskins which was an, obviously an offensive name. They had to change their name to the Washington Commanders, right? Right. But how come Vegas can get by all these years and nobody's saying nothing about the game Blackjack? I don't know, Colonel. You're raising, you're raise, raise, you're raising awareness. It should be called 21, Timmy. 21. 21. There should be, because there's a Red Jack, too. There's two well, Red yeah. Jacks. And... Yeah. Why'd they have to pick the Jack? Jack? I don't know. They should have yeah. picked the Queen. They should all be investigated. Why not the Queen? I, I'm just saying. Brandy, so anyway, wandering away this, from your house, the ankle bracelet's going to go off if you get about 10 foot further. <laughs> don't worry about that. Jail would be preferable to what? sit in the What kind of day glow you got on those nails? You so you you could be see. Are you auditioning for the Maury Maury show, Brandy? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, not today. Not today. All right. So anyway, there's some uh, this Chuck Hillier guy. He's thinking, hey, what's going on here, right? Because I think a lot of people. It's supposed to be an electrical fire, but uh, maybe there's some connection here, and it's mm-hmm. being swept under the rug. 
You should not sweep a fire under the rug, Brandon. <laughs> no, you should. Just saying. I agree. They'll set the rug on fire. You know what I never understand, Timmy? Firemen always show up with hoses and not blow torches. So why do we have the saying "fight fire with fire"? I, Colonel, are you raising? You raising? I mean, point? if that really was the case, why don't they show up with those, you know, blow torches, torches. and yeah. the things the military use? What are those called? Flame gliders, flame throwers, yeah, gliders. yeah. You can't fight fire with, Hit it fire. with a grenade. Yeah. So anyway. <clears throat> Another person who claims to have overheard the same discussion was former detective Chuck Lee. Lee assisted in identifying Philip Klein, a busboy. Oh, you know his busboys oh, are always those pissed goddamn off. busboys. Yeah. He, had, he identified Phil Klein, a busboy who was responsible for the Hilton fire. You know, there was a busboy in uh, California, Brandy, that held Robert Kennedy's head while he died. Mm-hmm. There was. Yes, I did know that. Yeah. But All right. Amazing. Please don't die, Mr. President. Well, he wasn't president then. He was just a candidate. Kennedy? So he probably... Yeah. Oh, this is, that's why Not I saw... Not like the other one. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, said, he said, Mr. Kennedy, someone shot you in the head. And RFK said, yes. 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 Oh, my God. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Do you have a headache, Mr. Kennedy? It's a flesh wound. <laughs> Jesus. Come on. And you know that you know that, that, that bus boy is thinking, I've got to clean up this fucking floor mm. now. I know. Motherfuckers. You know, Brandy, I was worried that you yes, were gonna but... miss your pages while you were outside smoking, <laughs> but we we Yeah, we've oh, not, I already knew. We've not gotten knew. closer at all. <laughs> no, I don't. So anyway, I anyway it seems like hold on. It seems like now even Thad's getting annoyed with us, Timmy. <laughs> They're starting to be. We need another person on here because I see a two and two alliance forming, Timmy. Uh, I mean, he's just been on the show for like three weeks. Right, we're, we're not. He's already tired. I mean, it. people tune in to see Buster Booty and Little Nasty. You know, that's damn right. Bust some, bust some poetry. So, <clears throat> well, if you were doing that, it would be great. They, they, turn, Colonel, they tune in. They tune in to hear Bust a Booty, Little Nasty Spit. That's what that's they do. Right. <laughs> they want. They turn every in every week to hear us spit. Word, Timmy. Word. word. <laughs> so anyway, yes. Anyway, they tune in to hear two old white guys try and. <laughs> Spit out the name. Oh, don't whatever be the fuck that me. Greek don't name front was. me. <laughs> don't front me, Brandy. Chris no, is, is your is your album going to be dropping in time for DweebCon? That's just what we all want to know. I'll be in the studio then. Timmy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Timmy might. Timmy oh, might be putting a release out though. No, not yet. No, I mean, I not yet. I you know I have to talk it over. Should. Should my Suge producer? Says. You do that. See, I told I dangled Shug out a window by his ankles one time. <laughs> oh, I know, he I know. He told me he's scared of you, Colonel. Shug Knight told me he's scared. He's going to come kill you. He's going to come kill you now. So I just want to say I have the utmost respect be... for Shug Knight. I think he's a tremendous <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly. You know, I had good to... family man, nice guy, uh, a great at spotting talent because that's how he discovered Busta Booty and Little Nasty.
I'm pretty. You know what, Sad? This is getting ready to be our podcast. So sit down and figure out what we want to talk about. Okay. Because he's going to kill them. Okay. Another <laughs> right. person who claims. Isn't Suge Knight dead? No, he's in prison, I think. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Danny? Well, I think know. maybe. Anyway, there's a. Uh, let me get back to the story. Um, That'd be great. It was determined that Klein had a history of starting fires in his workplace. Well, I mean, really, who hasn't wanted to start a fire? Who doesn't? Who hasn't wanted to start a fire in their workplace? There was a roadway in Oakland, California. There was a restaurant in uh, Barstow, California. uh, And results indicate he set fires at the El Cortez Hotel. Now, I'm not saying a place called El Cortez Hotel. I'm just not. You know they don't clean their sheets very often. After being terminated there, he, so anyway, after being terminated at the El Cortez Hotel, this detective, Bob Hilliard, says that uh, this Phil Klein guy burned down the hotel. Klein previously worked at the MGM and was present when the fire broke out. Then he t- takes this job, I guess, with the uh, Hilton, and guess what happens? So was it burned. So was Klein responsible for the blaze as well, or was it just a coincidence, Brandy? I don't know. Let's read the story and find the fuck out. Well, as blues musician Johnny Taylor tells us, where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, I know. And we already we already talked about it. So yeah. let's just keep going. Keep going. Okay. Take it away, Brandy. Oh. When asked play, about the discrepancy, kind of pay attention, shall we? And could you try to stick to the story, Brandy, so you know we can get out of yeah, here. We can get done. People got places to be now. Yeah. When asked about the discrepancy in the story, I got to go trill one somewhere. Little the other two over. men were mistaken. They've got the MGM or the Hilton mixed up. Or they could get me drawing a diagram sitting around a bar stool trying to compare the Hilton fire with the MGM fire. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. He continues by saying that many influential individuals wanted it to be an arson fire and made offers to him to make it so. But he declined because he's a good guy. Um, and he declined it. Yeah, I don't think he's that uh, good. Which involves... Well, which involved hundreds of millions of dollars in potential litigation. Ooh. You have no idea how many people came up to me, Lompre stated. I can't believe how many individuals had offered me items over the phone, over phone conversations. For several offered months, even after items. everything was offer? over. Like a year's supply of turtle wax? I mean, yeah. he was being offered homes I don't know. and cars and um, vacation yeah, homes okay. for, for changing his story. Allegedly. I wonder if they would have gave a printer because I need a new printer. Well, you know, let me say this. Chuck course, is the only person guy, I know that owns a printer. And I see I it behind him. I have a printer. I, I have a printer right here. Three of you have printer. Wow. Damn. All right. Yeah, I got a printer. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Lompre was such a good guy, he simply turned the other cheek. That printer didn't cost me a no, lot of chicken either. I won't do it. Books and movies often romanticized the existence of Las Vegas mobsters. Men who dressed impeccably, had lots of money, spent time with beautiful showgirls, and got to play with Hell yeah. Okay, when, now, uh, just to, just to keep it real here, um, 
for me and Lil Nasty's crew. Uh, dressed impeccably means they was dripping. Dripping, yeah. They, they had dripping. the drip. Yeah. They they had they were dripping. They had the drip. They was fire. Yeah. Go ahead, devil. Sorry. You have the drip. <laughs> well, they come in, and you know, dripping and flossing, flexing a little bit. Called clap. You know? That's called the clap. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. Brandy, I wish uh, you would stay see. on track. Yeah. I mean, that's why we can never get these things. Takes forever. The life of the Las Vegas gangster. With or without the clap, it's such an important part of Sin City's identity. There's a mob you meet, There's a mob museum just steps from Fremont Street downtown. Ooh. Philip Klein was the complete opposite type of criminal. There was nothing fancy or flashy about him. He had boosted a few cars and stolen and stolen money from friends. And I, I wonder if they stamp your hand when you go into the crime museum, or they just give you like a ticket stub, like in the old days. It, it's on your phone. How how uncool oh, it's is on that? Phone. Yeah, yeah, it's on your phone. Cool stuff. Okay, it's one of those little QR better, cards. Right. Oh, but other than stealing cars and money from his friends, he lived an unassuming, unexamined life with no friends. Klein was fragile, and if someone's what a bitch. Klein was fragile, and if someone spoke too loudly or suddenly at him, he might break into pieces. Oh. He sounds like your average podcast host, is what he sounds like. <laughs> he does. Oh, the, only thing, the only thing extraordinary about Klein was just how dull his life was. Klein was a jellyfish. Uh, that was until... Yeah, That's what we call him on the that street. That was until he jellyfish. murdered that street on the west side of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was until he murdered eight people in the Hilton fire he set, and possibly the 85 people at the MGM Grand. Hmm. Klein is serving eight consecutive life terms in the Southern Desert Correctional Center for the Hilton oh, murder. And you know, that's hot as fuck, too. Mm, yeah. Being in those, it's hot yeah. out there. Klein says that he never meant to hurt anyone, and that in his heart is not a cold blooded killer he's made out to be. Oh. Some people don't sure about that. Quote, quote, a lot of people think, a lot of people, I think they think I did it on purpose. And it wasn't done on purpose, he said. I did it. I'm responsible for it. I admit it. I did it. pulled a Jack Nicholson up on the stand. You're goddamn right I did it. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I set that fire. He ordered the code red. You You needed me to set that fire. (laughs) All right, but he didn't mean to hurt anyone or kill anyone. And that's he says, that's the one thing I want to get across. That's important. I was told. Former Las, former Las Vegas detective Chuck Lee, Ooh. a distant relative of Bruce, who obtained Klein's confession during a polygraph test, has always felt Klein caused deadly fire on purpose. Maybe it's <sighs> part of, oh, for fuck's sake, maybe it's part of a, of a gay rendezvous on the eighth floor elevator lobby. Mm. Ooh. I mm. you know what that'd be a that'd be a good track for my new for my new uh, vinyl Timmy <sighs> gay rendezvous it's a gay rendezvous it's a gay rendezvous go ahead devil <laughs> proceed even if Klein's came claim is true. 
The perilous nature of his deeds speaks for itself. Oh, this motherfucker, quote, he set the fire, only he knows his intentions, Lee said. You set a fire in a crowded hotel, what do you expect? Hmm. Klein is the son of a lifetime Air Force veteran. His family relocated to Vegas in 1980. <laughs> his family relocated to Vegas in 1980 from his home in the Bay Area. As a child, he ran away from home twice and got into trouble at school, including fighting and stealing. Klein, of course, was a former altar boy and volunteered at his church. But this seemed to be nothing more than a ruse. From his early teen years, Klein was stealing from the collection plate, stealing cars, and committing acts of vandalism. That was a ruse then. It was all that was a ruse. Yeah, as an but you know, as an adult, um, if you're going to steal from the thing, the best job to have is an altar boy, because you know, in the Catholic Church, there's a lot of inside jobs. There's a lot of jobs. You know that. I mean, from the Vatican down, better. You know, the whole Illuminati thing, they're all connected. Little Nasty's all sideways. There he is. Well, long, we're going to get a good look at Little Nasty Chandelier because he doesn't know what the fuck, <laughs> how the fuck to set his camera. Well, I used to work in a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. That's not, I don't think you're making the point you think you are. I pick- anyway. Oh, no. Oh, we lost a Little Nasty. Oh. All right. As an adult, he had been accused. As an adult, he'd been accused of embezzlement, possession of burglary tools, and possession of stolen items. Less than two weeks before the MGM Grand Fire, he entered a guilty plea to a theft of a hundred dollars while employed at the El Cortez Hotel. No matter where Klein went, crime seemed to follow. Except he wasn't good at it. He was a bumbling fool when it came to crime. Because almost every time he was caught, he could have benefited from a career change. Yes, that's true. He got his CDL and in 2000, he would have made a good truck driver. Made a good trucker and over the road, mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. In 2011, an inter- in an interview, Klein said that he wanted to set the record straight. He was ready to reveal information that had ne- he'd never given to his lawyers or even those close to him, like his parents. And now he wanted to clear his conscience. So they called Geraldo Rivera, and this is what happened. You remember that, Colonel? You remember that episode <laughs> of the Geraldo Rivera show where they got in the big fight on stage and Geraldo got the chair yeah. thrown in his face? Chair in the nose. How great was that? Yep. That was real shit, too. Amazing. Yeah. Lost it him did. completely. Yeah. Oh, we've lost a little nasty. He's uh, gone, gone. Well, little he'll nasty come back. punked us. Uh, let's see. The night of the Hilton fire, Klein states he was working, fulfilling his busboy duties. Klein said that while on his break, he smoked marijuana. Oh, he smoked a marijuana cigarette laced with cocaine and PCP that his roommate <laughs> now, had given Hold on. It. Let that sink in. A marijuana cigarette with PCP and cocaine. There's a lot going on there. It's not great. Yeah, it's no. not good. Klein was sitting on the couch in the elevator lobby of the eighth floor and just kind of drifted off mentally. His roommate, this dumb motherfucker did it on purpose. His roommate had cautioned him against smoking such a potent joint, but Klein ignored him, saying it was just a little bit of each, pot, coke, and PCP, and not to worry. Just a little PCP. Just a little bit. But you know what? It's really like when you go to the to the creamy whip, and they you order your sundae, and they say, do you want whipped cream and a cherry on there? Well, of course I do. 
Give me a uh, little PCP. Give me a little cocaine. Yeah, throw it in there. Let me just say right. that is it. I, it's funny you bring that up. We we went to get ice cream last night, and I ordered a hot fudge sundae. And she asked, "Do you want whipped cream on a sundae on that?" And my always thought is, I ordered a sundae. What do you think? Why are you asking me that? You know what happened to me? The same thing, Dad. The guy asked me because I ordered a. I get a caramel sundae. I Ooh. always get caramel. Oh, you're sundae. a fancy man. You're yeah, fancy. And, and the guy said, "Do you want nuts on that?" And I said, "Not yours." Not yours. It's an amazing story. It always throws so, people off. Higher... If they ask if you want nuts on something, just say not yours. Okay. We now have a better view of Tim Chandelier. <laughs> uh, let's see. So this dumbass, uh, while higher than a giraffe's ass, Klein played with his lighter, flicking it on and off, watching the yellow flame dance. Behind that, he saw the hotel drapes swinging back and forth in the lobby breeze. And for reasons known only to Klein, he flicked his lighter and pressed the flame against the material. He watched as the flame grew, but realized straight away that his little fire show was growing out of control. The fire quickly spread, burning the couch and scaling the drapes. Klein said he informed the hotel manager about the fire by phone. He recalled a security guard racing toward him with a fire extinguisher, but when he pulled the pin, nothing happened. The extinguisher was a dud. You know what Klein said? Yeah, Nobody. we got a fire. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yes. No, no he didn't say that. So the flames grew while the guard went in search of another fire extinguisher. Klein pounded on guest room's doors to alert them of the fire and to do what he to do what they could to get out. The smoke on the ceiling started getting darker and darker and lower and lower, he claimed. I felt afraid. Klein and other Hilton employees gathered in the parking area and watched as bright flames rose the side of the structure, which at the time was the largest hotel in the world, which ostensibly, which ostensibly made this the largest hotel fire in the world. The fl- Doesn't it feel like the, it was the Joker, like, outside that hospital, like, looking <laughs> in, hitting the button like it's supposed to explode? That's what it feels like. Like, he's, he's banging on it, trying to get it to, to actually go. Yeah, Right. And they're just looking, he's just looking at his work. And giggling. He knows that he did it. <laughs> yep. So the flames danced <laughs> yeah. to the night sky. Fear crept in, stirring up memories of the fatal fire at the MGM Grand that had occurred less than three months earlier. Fire trucks arrived just after 8 o'clock. Terrified visitors shattered windows and yelled for help. They only had minutes before the flames reached their room. Bruce Glenn, 47, of Plymouth, Minnesota, jumped to his death from a 16th floor window. It was either that or be burned alive. What a terrible choice to have to make. Using bed sheets as rope, guests threw them out the window and tried to climb down. Guests and employees who made it to the rooftop were picked up by helicopters. As the hallways inside the hotel filled with black smoke, staff members advised guests to to stay inside their rooms with towels tucked under the doors. Now you've got to be shitting me. Stay in your room when the motherfucking place is on fire. What I don't get about the wet nope. towels and the sheets, why don't you soak down a sheet in a wet towel and then just run through the fire? That that would be one way to do you it. You could be like Superman. There you go. You just ran right through it. Now, it might send your hair a little bit. Might be missing some eyebrows. But you'd be, you'd be fine. But you ain't going to burn alive. And get clobbered by a falling beam. Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, it's always risky, but it's better than jumping 16. Because a 16th floor jump, 
really I don't know what that is. I mean you the the odds are on the house's side on that one, you know? House always Yeah, wins. house always wins that one. You never well the street always wins it. Unless you land on some poor bastard's car. You know what? Speaking of winning, you know how our listeners can win. Our listeners can go to Etsy.com and search for Black Cat and Me. Yes, and put they in, can. They can. And if you put in Dweeb15, you'll get mm-hmm. 15% off of your order on all your home needs. And website is beautiful. The products are good. So definitely check it out. Black Cat and Me on Etsy. Mm-hmm. An international company, I might add. And they have good taste because a they multinational. Picked it's a this multinational podcast. corporation. It is multinational corporation with offices all over the place. So Klein watched the horror unfold and thought to himself he would most assuredly pay for what he had done. Well, at least he knows. You think so, Buster? <laughs> no, sorry, I shouldn't have used that. But I mean, you have to stand there and go, "Yeah, I did that." I'm fucked. It does feel like he realized no it, right? Sherlock. Like he he got the point. He right. knew what was coming. He said, I was thinking, you know, all this stuff I had done prior, stealing cars, stealing money, it was all coming back on me. That's called karma. It's all coming back to me now. When you do bad stuff, it comes back on you. You don't get away with nothing, you know. It just comes back and gets you. I think Brandy is living proof that that is false, Dad. What? Karma. Karma? Oh. I know. I'm still working on mine. Karma doesn't touch Brandy. She gets away with it. Riding that broom and spreading evil about the world. And she, living she's, a she's, te- she's Teflon Don. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. She... Fuck off. Fuck off. I know people that are Teflon. No, I'm not it. Okay. You Velcro? So, no. Velcro, everything that yeah, flies by kinda. just sticks right to you. Just sticks. <laughs> so Klein was taken into you custody know. that night and wrote out a statement. Detective Lee knew he was not being honest. From the way he slipped up in his writing, the statement read, quote, I grabbed the trash can and filled it with fire. I put I put it on the couch and then I went to get some more fire. And put it and put the curtains out. Now, the word fire was then crossed out and and replaced with water. But of course, the detective thought because he tried to fight fire with fire. He was trying to fight fire with fire. And because he said, well, let me try some, you know, if you would have really worked if they would have had a bunch of baking soda. That works good. But I will oh, tell yeah. you what does not work good. People will tell you this. Grease. Don't use flour. Because if you use pre-sifted okay. flour on a fire, and I've done this before, the shit's so fine, it will blow up on you when it hits the fire. It starts burning as soon as okay. it hits the fire. That's good looking out for Buster Booty. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. The more you know. So Lee questioned him again, and Klein broke down. Klein said he was on the couch having sex with a man named Joe. They were smoking. Hey, Joe. They were smoking the marijuana cigarette and inadvertently caught the curtains on fire. (laughs) Well, seeds pop. Like at the same time? Back in those days, you had seeds popping all over the place. Who didn't have, didn't you have shirts with little holes in them all the time? Yeah. But again... He's having sex with this guy, and they're smoking a marijuana. Se- I mean, at the same time, that's a that's a lot. Yeah, well, it was a there? marijuana PCP like, cocaine cigarette. Like, focus up at the yeah. same time. Like, focus up, focus. Oh, see, I can multitask. One thing or so, the other. Well, we'll, you just we'll need to learn to multitask. Let me tell you, as your friend, as your friend, you can. It's like it's like hold on. 
because I've said a number of times, hold on, hold on. I'm giving you the bong and the dong. See? The bong nope. and the dong. You've never said that. Yeah. Nope. No. So, and again, as your friend, rest assured, you cannot multitask. You can barely single task. <laughs> I do have some problems. So but yeah. So let's just but we have a chapter in my book about bonging and donging, so go ahead. Lee and investigators tried to replicate lighting the curtain on fire with the joint, but it did not work. Myth busted. Also, they were unable to locate Joe. That's Some funny, officers Joe. believed Klein started the fire to appear heroic. Others said he was an arsonist who started additional fires, including the MGM Grand that claimed the 87 lives we talked about earlier. Klein stated that what happened at the Hilton was never intended to do harm and that he had nothing to do with the MGM Grand Fire, even though he was working at the MGM Grand the night of the blaze. So he was there, and he admits to being there. But it wasn't he him. He says it wasn't him. It wasn't me. Don't look the, at me. Uh, Don't look at me. Is yep. that Dave I see in the background? Tell David hello for me. I the MO was the same, but he didn't do it, he says. Tim, are you waving at us? No, He's okay. waving at Dave. He's waving at Dave. Okay. He's waving at Dave. See, me if and Little Nasty of... don't even need communication. We we mind melded. You but two share ahead. a brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. About if... three quarters of one. <laughs> and all of what Klein was saying was true. Why not just tell the authorities in the first place? Klein said, I didn't want to face the truth. I didn't want to tell people that I was responsible for doing that. I was scared, he said. I thought if they didn't know the truth, I'd be all right, if that makes any sense. Klein was charged with eight counts of first-degree murder, and the prosecutor was seeking the death penalty. His trial lasted a blistering seven weeks, and even after scores of expert witnesses, it was the testimony of one woman that likely sealed his fate. In her testimony, the woman described passing a man on a hotel phone who was reporting a fire as she walked down the corridor to fetch some ice. She said she didn't notice any signs of fire, until she returned to her room. She says he called it in, and then he started the fire, she stated. He had no intention of harming anyone. He just wanted to be a hero. Klein's lawyer, Kevin... He's got much houses. Exactly. Klein's lawyer, Kevin Kelly, disagreed that his client was solely to blame. He contended that the hotel should share the blame for the deaths because of its failure to maintain basic fire safety devices like fire alarms and sprinklers. The jurors were not impressed with this lawyer's reasoning and quickly dismissed it. I mean, he tried to hail, a Hail Mary there, right? Like he's trying to get someone else on the yeah. hook, you know, but that, that, that really shit the bed. That did not work at all. Uh, David Kelly, the then 36. Oh, I wonder if he was related to Kevin Kelly, man. We've just got nepotism all over the place. Don't we look at this. Oh my God. David Kelly. They probably the then 36-year-old jury foreman said, we couldn't go with a death penalty because we didn't think he did anything to hurt anybody. But we gave him no parole. Except set a fire. But we gave him no parole because the MGM, he should have known how disastrous hotel fires could be. Bet he was hurting Joe. Poor Joe. Reaching around for that bone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Although the jury decided to Joe having sex on a couch is not the most comfortable thing you would think, you know, people talk about it, but it's not really Dom's getting away. You fall off the cushion slip. I mean, it's just, just saying. And at any moment, I mean, you're in a hotel lobby, any moment someone could walk by. So 
Well, was he having the sex in the hotel lobby or on the couch? Yes, on the couch of the hotel lobby. On the hotel lobby on the I mean, that's just a monicum. That's just a monicum of attention. It is. It's just very little good. I mean, who among us hasn't tried to knock one off on a hotel couch lobby in the lobby of a hotel? All of us. And plus, he had fire. You know those arsonists, they like to when they see fire. Wow, it's a scientific fact. Most arsonists set fires, go stand a safe distance away, and masturbate. Don't you watch forensic files? So, so what we're saying is, had had he had he just jerked off, then all these people would have not perished. Well, that's how they solve them. They find their DNA on the sidewalk about fifty yards away. That's the first thing arson investigators do: is they make a fifty-yard perimeter and look for DNA on the around the sidewalk. That's what they do. So, so he was sentenced to that's eight consecutive. That woman did. He was sentenced to eight consecutive uh-huh. life terms without the possibility of any type of release. So, guaranteed the prison would be the final address he ever called home. In order to avoid the agony of replaying the night in his head, poor, poor Philip. We really feel for him. Yeah, right. It, it's all My about. Him. He remained busy yeah. while serving nearly while serving nearly three decades in the Nevada State Prison. He earned a high school diploma, as well as sorting and repackaging casino playing cards, which are sold to tourists. Mm, there you go. Kalinas sought to get in touch with the victim's families. He once requested that a friend look up their addresses, but his buddy talked him out of it, saying no good could come of that. Because they're dead. Oh, the- well, the victim's families. He, he wanted to reach oh. out to the victim's families, yeah. What was that? Keep up. What was talk. that, Brandy? I said, I said, I can't believe he stopped. I can't believe he has a I, friend. Exactly. After doing all that of that, he stole from. That's the definition of a ride or die. Yeah. I, he's going to have sex with Joe on the couch in a hotel lobby. I bet he's making friends in prison. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, what do we think? Is an, is an arsonist more of a pitcher or a catcher? An arsonist is definitely a catcher. You think so? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. All right. And they Tim make agrees. a lot of friends in prison. Okay. All right, so he says, knowing what I did cannot be undone disturbs me. I am unable to return those eight people. The fact that I can't ease what I've done is what bothers me the most, Klein said. Again, let's pour some out for Philip. In the aftermath of the two fires, the state began to reform fire codes, requiring sprinklers and smoke detectors, while also placing tighter restrictions on the types of building materials used in construction. So there is a um, positive silver, there is lining. A silver lining to this story that the state did a lot better with, um, with anti-fire accoutrements. And that's the story. Nice. So he still to this day is in the Nevada state prison and will likely end his, uh, end his days there. You know, when he says the fact that I can't erase what I've done is what bothers me the most. I bet the fact that he's sitting in prison for the rest of his life bothers him. Now. Bet. <laughs> Maybe. That I might bet, be what it is. I bet that he's, uh, that the, uh, the lotto they play with him, you know, in prison mm-hmm. is what bothers him the most. So, so let's ask, so let's, let's, let's go down the panel here. Let, let's see. So, so we've got two theories on how the, uh, the MGM Grand Fire started. Do you think that it was the pastry 
um, container, Brandy, or do you think that this guy set the fire? Well, hold on. No, he set that fire. Uh, let me let me speak for he didn't ask you here real quick. But he didn't ask you. It was my yes. question. He didn't ask you a fucking yes. thing yet. He didn't ask you a fucking thing yet. That's my question. Of course he lit that fire. And I'm just going to keep on talking so that Chuck can't talk yes. anymore without being interrupted. Yes. He's fucking annoying today. So so, Brand, so Brandy thinks that the, so the, that the guy set both fires. Because, again, he was there that day. The the MO was almost the exact same. Yeah, we all do. It seemed it would seem very yep. coincidental. All right, yes. Chuck, what do you, what do you think? Was it no. the pastry oven or was it uh, was it Philip Klein? Well, I have a I have an outlier theory, Thad. Oh, that nobody's really looked into it. Okay, but there was on the hotel in the lobby on the couch, right? And you know those things are made back then, not fireproof material, right? So so. Joe gets going, you know, he gets at a pretty good pace. This is not what and happened. And if you don't keep that thing, There's you know, no kind of oiled up real good, it's it's like when you're using a chainsaw and shit starts smoking, you know? Hmm. Now, oh, they God. get done. Joe just plops down on the couch, not knowing his ass is a nimba. And then, poof, the couch goes up. When the couch goes up, the curtains go up. The whole hotel comes down. So use a little bit more, more blue. Uh, Tim is sending us notes like he's been kidnapped. Tim said it's the fucking, it's fucking pastries. pastries. Okay. It was the pastries. It was a pastry chef, really. You know, no I mean, one ever looked at Tim the pastry chef. Nobody ever looked at the pastry chef. Motherfucker, sit on, uh, you know, he's got some soufflés. That big dumbass floppy they hat. fell down. Yeah, that big hat. His soufflés get all fucked up, and he's like, You've seen Hell's Kitchen, right? You've seen mm. the, the shows. Those chefs are fucking crazy. They got, you know, the chicken gets a little burnt. He'll burn the whole goddamn building down. Why did nobody ever look at that? I think, you know what? I'm beginning to, I I think I'm changing my answer. I think Philip Klein was the patsy. I think he was. He was the Lee Harvey Oswald in this. Oh my God. It was, it was, it was the pastry chef. We should have them reopen this case and we, we should do what we can to get Philip Klein exonerated. I'm not going to say Klein's completely innocent because we haven't ruled him out of the Kennedy shooting. Patsy Klein. (laughs) Patsy Klein Klein had something to do. (laughs) He's, he's the Patsy Klein. Klein. And that's from Tim. You got to know that 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 Patsy Klein line comes from Tim. That was excellent. Who does not have a mic that was anymore. No nasty is taking a vow of silence. Yes, for our listeners. So. I know. On that note, it's time Devin, to go. What do I they call that color? So, <laughs> thank everybody. No nasty, ho. What, well, devil, what do they call that color on your fingers? Yeah, no. Is that day glow green or? Oh no! It's shut the fuck up, green. <laughs> Because now I have to go to work, and we are done. And so, everybody, I can't wait to see everybody at DweebCon. Tim will actually talk instead of holding up ransom notes. <laughs> and it's all going to be it's all going to be wonderful. So we'll have a podcast Charles, before please, then, for fuck's sake. I know. Well, maybe if you decide to show up, we're, we're good about every three weeks. So, so we'll see. I mean, we're we're going to be pushing it. But don't forget, if you're listening to this right. one now, the next time we podcast, we're going to put out about 10 or 15 minutes of video. So you'll get to yes. see all of our beautiful faces with some raw footage 
the mm-hmm. first few minutes of the podcast. And we're going to put bets down on whether Chuck will be here for that first 10 minutes. So and go to FanDuel.com, put your bets down. We'll see what happens. FanDuel. In his boxes. And it's, <laughs> oh, put that away. Jesus. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Fuck that Darla, too. She's a tease. But, you know, and I just put in my name because I'm a normal fucking person. December 4th, one day before the colonel's birthday. By the way, who has yet to join us, you can see his empty fucking chair there. If one was so inclined, where might one find a copy of this script for doing? Yank me, yank me, turn me over and spank me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.